0: Welcome to your weekly Social Jack Influence Factory. Introducing your coaches, Dean Delisle, Kate Hassett,
1: and Jackson Delisle. It's o- it's almost like Hollywood Squares, right? So they pop up, and I don't know how they pop up on, you know, your screens, but it's like these little boxes, just, just like seven short of the birdie bunch, so... All right, well, welcome everybody to another round of Influence Factory, and we're excited about today's guest. We'll be introducing him in a few. Um, He's a a CEO that went uh, from uh, just transforming his company and himself, uh, how he thinks about social media. So we thought it would be uh, helpful to interview a CEO and for you to hear firsthand uh, how he has gone through that journey and how he has faced uh, some challenges and, and overcome those challenges. So all good stuff. And he's a cool, fun guy on top of it. So that's what we like about this. Kate, you excited about that?
2: Yeah, super excited.
1: Right on, right on. And don't forget to join Kate and the whole Social Media Time uh, team at GetSocialJack, hashtag InfluenceFactory. If you want us to ask questions on the show, you can use uh, Twitter, and then we'll show you in a minute how to use the platform. Jackson, everything in the booth okay over there? Uh, Yes, it is. The little lights aren't twinkling. I just want to make sure. Okay, good. All right. So, welcome everybody from all of us here in Chicago where it's warming up and the snow is all melted, and we're excited about spring. Hopefully, it's uh, nice where you're at today. So, please don't forget to maybe turn off or maybe just flip that phone over for a brief moment while we teach you some things. We share some great things with you, some great stories. Uh, close your email, take some notes, and uh, obviously, we want you to learn and apply what you learned today. So, welcome to everybody. Uh, those of you that are new, you're using the go to webinar platform as part of the live course of course um if uh you want to uh download that there's all kinds of uh platforms that we're on out there and inter- including what is that sprinker and stitcher are those two of those jackson those are the Spreaker, two
0: Sprinkler, stitcher youtube for the recording and uh for the podcast the main ones are itunes and google play so uh, make sure to click that subscribe button so you
1: get updated there's even a SoundCloud channel, right? So. Yes, there is. Right on, right on. Okay, so there you go. There's So whatever you are tu- whatever you normally tune into, you should be able to find the Influence Factory listed there. Uh, but those of you that are live with us, if you have any audio issues, you can basically click on your computer toolbar there and click on to phone call and it will switch to a phone number where you can take us on the road. A lot of you uh, drive during your lunchtime or your, your midday hour and so we always want to make sure you can take us with you and uh, we appreciate that because... Uh, You guys usually check it in, but remember, do not text and drive. Uh, So then um, real quick, if you want to ask questions, there's a questions area on the GoToWebinar taskbar. So the question of the day, and remember, the more you engage with us, the more likely you are to win at the end of the program. We always give away a cool Starbucks gift card at the end. Uh, So with that being said, the question of the day is, who is your favorite comedian? So comedian. So when you think about who makes you laugh, uh, who's your favorite comedian out there? So who is your favorite comedian? Type that into the questions area now of the GoToWebinar taskbar. Kate, who makes you laugh?
2: Um, I love Amy Schumer. I've seen her live twice. Uh, she's a little uh, raunchy, I think is the word, but I think she's <laughs> hysterical. She
1: crosses the line.
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, Jackson, what about you?
0: There are so many. There are just like, it's One. hard for me to pick. I know, I know. But uh, I would say the most consistent, like, I laugh at the most material consistently from uh, John Mullaney.
1: Yeah, John Mullaney's good. Yeah, he's a and, Chicago and, guy, too. Yeah, he's out. a
0: Chicago guy. So it's I saw him live at the uh, Oddball Comedy Festival uh, last year. And yeah, that was awesome. It. So.
1: I'm a big uh, Jerry Seinfeld fan, I think, true and true out. Uh, let's see, Laura List, Robin Williams. Yes, we all miss him very much. Uh, Brendan said uh, Amy Poehler. Uh, Claudia said Brian Reagan. Uh, <laughs> Bryant Wallace said Richard Pryor. That is a cl- We were just watching uh, that uh, where he uh, Brewster's Millions. I hadn't seen that forever. And then Jimmy Z loves uh, Kevin Hart and then james george uh, carlin george George carlin Carlin. james that just that's a great one yeah it's james gustin from fig media always love when he checks in if you guys need uh if you guys need uh video and camera work and all that cool stuff he is the best out there james gustin all right. So from uh, from that, let's uh, drive into our program here. So uh, those of you that are members, and it's easy to become a member, you just go to socialjack.com and you sign up. It's very low cost, no cost. Uh, so basically, if you want to get all kinds, about 300 classes on anything from Instagram to Snapchat, to all the uh, courses on social selling and influencer marketing and development, they're all in there, so they're packed. <clears throat> you also get live coaching support. So as you are in there, you can ask the coaches that are online for help. So if you have uh, any type of need, it gets live coaching ongoing. You also have all the forms. So all the cool forms that you see, they're all packed in there as well. And then if we do have paid classes out in the public or networking events or conferences, you guys actually have access to all of those as well with discounts. So make sure you check your messages. All right, upcoming events. How to rock your personal brand online. So this is, wow, it's coming up next Thursday already. So we'll send out an email, but remember all of you that participate with us are automatically uh, registered. But if you see it come along and you want to invite somebody, it's a free event uh, on how to rock your personal brand, building your influence 10 AM central time uh, next Thursday. Let's see, Thursday the 19th, how to convert connections to clients. Five Steps to Monetize Your Network, that's on the 19th. And then on the 3rd is Chicago Influencer Class, so make sure you uh, you get to that as well. Um, before we get to the news, too, we have a Social Media Strategy Summit. Does anybody have the date on that? I know that's coming up quick, and we have discounted tickets for that.
2: April 25th and 26th and then of course the pre-training on Tuesday the 24th we'll be teaching at and um, our promo code is on social media it's smss15 and that's gonna um, let you save as being a social jack friend
1: and then uh Jackson can we make sure we send out the link to that because there's a lot of Fortune 500 brands that are going to be speaking and a lot of our friends uh who's going to be there is uh let's see Ellie's going to be there yeah, Ellie Mary from
2: McDonald's in? uh Mary from McDonald's will be or Mary from Microsoft we have uh Chris Rudolph from American Family Insurance um and then some other friends from Hershey's and some other big companies so tons of people
1: yeah right i think uh i think our uh, buddy that was just on here uh Ryan. Um, Ryan. Ryan's going to be MC in the thing, yeah. right? Yeah. That's always hot, fun, good time. Okay, so we will send that out, but please make sure that you guys uh, attend that. So, Kate, now with the news. Jackson, we need a sound effect for the news,
2: so we'll let you do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in the news, and Jackson uh, Jackson, and the team pulled some awesome articles with infographics again this week. The first one I really, really like, the ultimate social media image size guide. And so it breaks it down for you the right sizes. So there's nothing worse than scrolling through Facebook, and you see the images are messed up, they're stretched, they're the wrong size, and it just looks really bad. And We deal with it a lot with our team trying to correct things, make sure everything looks nice on social. So this is just the guide so you know how big to make the images. It's got everything on it, uh, Facebook groups, events, fan pages, ads, everything from Facebook to LinkedIn to Twitter, so really, really great. If you want the link for this, it'll be in the follow-up email. Um, And then, of course, a lot of things people ask us all the time about how to make the images, and one of the free tools that we use is canva.com, and it gives you the templates for these sizes as well. So tons of free resources out there to find the size You just have to look instead of guessing and posting and praying for the best.
1: Wow. This is amazing. Whoever put this together for these guys, this is, that is masterful. Holy smokes. All right. Everybody excited about that? We'll make sure we get you the link for that for sure. And then uh, 80 plus, we're only going to cover a couple quick ones, 80 (laughs) plus incredibly effective tools to grow your business.
2: Yeah. Wait, we don't have time for all 80. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Another really good infographic brought by social media today, it's got tools for everything. And we deal with this a lot with our clients that are always asking, what's the best way to do this? What's a tool for this? And so this is a really good pile, a really good list of some of the best tools out there. I like that. A A pile. pile. (laughs) A pile of them. Well, it is. They're all stacked up. It's like categorized. It's really nice. So a couple ones that we wanted to highlight, MindMeister, that's a tool for capturing, developing, and sharing ideas visually. So we get this question a lot, how can I how can I make a deck? How can I make something and send it to clients? So that's a really good tool for that. Also, wait, mine, wait
1: Mindmeister, what does that do again?
2: Capturing, developing and sharing ideas digitally.
1: Ah, like a digital notepad or mind. Yeah, no, I got a mind map. That's cool.
2: Yeah, exactly. And then also on the list, Google Trends. It helps you see the latest trends, data, and visualizations from Google. So Google's always leading the list with some cool tools. And um, also on the list, Adobe Typekit. That's going to help you find the right font for your brand. So just tools from idea generation to naming, market research, even picking fonts, it's all on there. So there's a link in the follow-up email. If you have any questions about it, check it out. Really cool resource.
1: Yeah, that's super cool. Thank you for that. That's awesome, awesome, awesome. And Laura Laura writes in here and says, I haven't heard of social media today, but she will start reading it. Yes, and we try to pick. It's so tough for us because we get news like this every day, and we're trying to find the top two things that make you helpful. So if there's certain things you guys want to hear about, or there's certain topics you want to hear about, or people you want to hear about, you know, influencers out there that are important to you, please always send those suggestions into us because you really make help make this show possible. Um, all right, super cool. All right. Well, this week's lesson to get your brain going. So before we uh, do the lesson and while I get prepped up here, um, I want to just put something out here. Um, uh, And it just says, I want to grow my influence by, and you can check one of the four things you guys know we do influencer development programs. Kate and the entire team is involved with this, but if you want to be an influencer from, from soup to nuts in 90 days, we have a whole program for that, you know, and it's basically like a factory. We joke around about influence factory, but it's basically a factory based process to get you to a better influence. And we also have coaching programs. Signing up for flash classes is always a cool thing because you know that you get pre-signed up, uh, is being part of us. And then uh, some of you want press releases, which uh, Greg coming on and his, fam- uh, his family, his uh, company does. And then social media uh, uh, posting and power boosting. I'm going to launch this poll. Only click on there if you want us to contact you, okay? So while I'm prepping for the lesson and then uh, getting ready for our guest. So real quick, the lesson that I want to talk about, and this is going to be super quick is um a lot of people ask us how do i increase my influence with content okay so what is the best way what is the best place to put this content. So um, now we're going to leave this poll up for about another two more minutes. So it's uh, up on your screen right now. It's blue. So you should be able to see it. Um, and then, uh, so now if, uh, I'm going to switch screens in just a minute here. So let's say that you're, um, let's say you're not a big content producer right now. Let's say that you are a person that basically, um, Let's say you're working hard, you're doing a lot of things, and you don't have a lot of time. One of the easiest things to do is what we're doing right now. We're recording a podcast. So when we're recording a podcast, um, we're basically talking into a microphone. It's going into a program, and it spits out uh, a file. And sometimes that file requires editing, and sometimes it doesn't. Your phone is a device by which you can easily, and I think Chris Barrows talked about this, is do things right off your phone, is you can easily take uh, videos, you can easily do your own audio podcasts on the cheap right from your phone. Let's say that you don't wanna talk. You don't, you know, we were just talking about earlier how people don't like their voice. And so, uh, let me just share this screen here. And some people just like to write. Uh, and if you don't like to write, you can have a ghostwriter. Well, one of the things that I think that is still underutilized and uh, can be a sleeper is the fact that, you know, you see here, I have 264 views of my posts and 560 profile views. Well, the goal here is to get more people to come see you, to come visit you, to see who you are. So in this, basically, if I go here, you'll notice there's three sections. One says articles, one says posts, just like my post here with Greg today, and all activity. This is all my interaction. Well, the coolest thing you can do is go to articles and see that you can post different articles. And over the course of time, we've posted different articles on different things. But what's nice about this is it gives you a place to sort of show off your credibility, who you are, what you can do. And so uh, this is a real easy blogging tool that's in here in um, uh, LinkedIn so that you can uh, basically write an article and view the stats on the article. Now, what's interesting is is you'll notice that when you start writing articles, the big goal is to get people that are outside your network to come into your network. So you'll see on this one, most of the clicks came from a second degree network. These are people that are connected to the people that know me. So even if you just get a couple of people to engage in an article that you write and a video that you shoot and maybe a mini podcast that you record. Uh, if you can get just a few people within your network to click on that, you'll get actually more people outside your network clicking on that. So that's the quick tip of the day to actually get you rocket and get you going so that you can really take your content and your influence to the next level. Now, I wanna introduce my guest. I am so excited about having uh Greg Allen on with us today. So uh and he's uh he's coming in live uh from uh one of the uh, Chicago suburbs. But uh, I've known Greg for quite some time. We were actually uh, co-tenants in the uh, uh in our building and then uh became uh became a client. He's become a good friend in terms of uh, a great resource for uh for what he uh you know what what he does in his craft and I'm gonna let him tell more about that, but Greg come on in Cue it. What the- Best entrance ever
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what that's what happens when you have uh, when you have uh, musicians uh, coming on the show So that is freaking. that is the best that is the best entrance ever, and everybody's applauding <laughs> at the uh, questions area. That's so uh, that's,
3: my, that's one of my senior producer composers, Tony Elfers, who makes me laugh most of the day.
1: Yes, and uh, he makes us all laugh. We love Tony yeah. for sure, yeah. yeah. And uh, James, uh, James Gustin, who I think you might know, is just giving you a big woohoo out here, so that's good too. So, hey, James uh so then uh, and everybody's uh, putting in some great comments. So uh, thanks for coming on. I know you're busy or you're heading out to you're heading out to LA this weekend. You travel all over the the world. Um and one of the things you taught me about uh that I didn't realize until I met you. I I knew a lot about music, you know, at least from my perspective of music either listening or playing for a short period of time. But I think what was really cool is you taught me about audio branding. So can you describe that real quick, just so we can set some context before we dig into some of the other stuff?
3: Okay. So the quick thing on audio branding is really, you you sort of ask a brand or you ask, you know, a, a corporation, you know, what's the sound of your brand? I mean, there's, there's color to a brand. I mean, we know targets color and we know, you know, different brands, they have colors and they spend a ton of time and a ton of money on that but a lot of them don't have a sound for their brand and, and audio lives beyond what you see. Audio lives everywhere. So, you know, years ago we started doing that just uh, you know, we came from the world of jingles and we were already sort of branding back then, but then we really took it into a, another place when we started SonicSphere, and um, we've had great success creating the sound of, uh, of a brand and we really do our due diligence, try to find out what the company's about, find out who their target is, uh where's it got you know where's it going after we create it so um it, it's been a it's uh it's it's really cool to work on we meet great great people when we do it and uh so yeah so that's that's the short stick on that
1: yeah for sure and um <clears throat> it's interesting it's like music is everywhere uh this morning you and i were talking about you know gaming how i hear that mario brothers you know, tune or whatever it is. And I know someone's playing Mario Brothers and there's associations that we make with music, even to the point of, you know, on our phones, we have ringtones and I know you've done some ringtones and things like that. So, uh, it's just crazy that we, you know, all these assumptions that we make that this music is just out there, but it's, it's crazy, you know,
3: I mean, music and sound is alive and well, you know, I mean, I know the record business and even the commercial business, you know it's all it's all taken a hit everywhere but at the same time it's everywhere right so you know you've got branding from different companies I mean you talk about game companies they have an unbelievable amount of music whether it's bands or licensed or composed and you know you've got you know it, it's funny after every show that you watch on TV if you ever notice the production company has a uh, their own ID too they have their own branding and so um, you know, we, we diversified years ago, and, and the branding, audio branding part of it is fun to work on. Uh, it's it's really good to dive deep into, like, what that sound is and go through instrumentation and stuff. And so, um, yeah, it's everywhere. M- music and sound is really everywhere.
1: So how did, how did you get started in this? I mean, you know, I, I know I have up here used to be a band in the 80s, and I know I had a, a really – bad garage band, but, uh, so how did you get started in music?
3: Well, I think all of us sort of start, you know, in, in bands for the most part. And then, uh, you know, those who can make it, make it and and good for them. They, they get to the promised land. You know, I had record deals and, uh, you know, was in bands and then, um, I fell into commercials by accident. I met the right people had a couple guys, give me a shot and I'm forever indebted to them. And, um, I had a, a great, Uh, you know, a career as a staff composer. And then I became a partner in a company called Spank Music and Sound Design. And we had that for almost 15 years. And then I started Sonic Sphere um, in 2011. And that's what brings us to today.
1: Yeah. That's cool. Uh, Debbie checked in and she said when she was in high school, she was given an assignment and a challenge not to hear any music for a day. And she said it was impossible. Everybody failed. So,
3: yeah. (laughs) I mean, go into into any store, there's music playing, like, you, you know, it's, it's unavoidable.
1: Yeah. And I think, uh, one of my, uh, my uncle was in produce and he said there was actually a science to the music that's played in a grocery store that actually makes you hungry or makes you buy things. And I didn't realize that, you know, sounds and music went to that level.
3: Oh yeah. I mean, there's more than just grocery stores. I mean, hotels, major hotels, Uh, pipe in smell or they'll have, they'll create a, uh, you know, an experience. Really? I mean, we did some retail work where we created a, a sonic and visual experience and, uh, it's, it's, it's not by accident by any
1: means. Yeah. Crazy, man. Crazy. So, so your business, just like a lot of our businesses, you know, has gone through, or I should say your industry has gone through some change, right? So you have, you know, a a lot of us, uh, including James and some others on here, uh, deal with connecting to or through the agency world. So tell us a little bit about what you experienced, what you saw coming, and then we'll talk about maybe how you sort of changed your mindset and your shift.
3: you know, I, everything changes. Right. So we we for the most part, we uh, we reexamine what we're doing every it used to be every five years. It's pretty much every two to three years now. Right. And the industry's changed, you know, um, since when I got in, it was jingles and then jingles died. It became underscore. There were no licensing back then. Now licensing is like on fire licensing of bands licensing from from libraries um you know we have our own sonic sphere library um when when clients are budget challenged or time challenged and they don't have the time for us to put our composers on it we go to the library when there's budget challenges we go to the library it's non-exclusive but you know they can use it Um, and we try to get it to work we we retrofit it best we can Um, but Yeah. I mean, that's one of the big changes that's happened is custom music is now, you know, we're really, uh, we're, we're a music ref, uh, resource. I mean, whether it's the library or it's custom work, audio branding, music for TV shows, music for educational programs. Um, what else? I mean, it was pretty much, you know, whatever we feel like we could really do a great job at and bring something to the table um, then that's what we do.
1: You know, it's interesting too, as I had the lesson of today selected is about content. And a lot of times when we're putting content on the internet, um, you know, there's, um, you know, a lot of us are thinking about, well, let's, let's add a song to the front of this show. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I did some, uh, radio and whatnot, and we were always picking like entrance songs or what's the theme for the show and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, a lot of people I don't think realize that, you know, it's it's not legal to just go on the Internet. Like a lot of times we'll take pictures and photos and people get now, you know, fined for copyright there. But music is a much heavier sentence if you're caught using that music. Right.
3: Oh, yeah. There are lawsuits are, are flying everywhere. Um, there's bands that are suing advertisers like crazy. I mean, we have a musicologist that we go to for every piece we write just to get that cleared. Um, to make sure, you know, by who knows, by accident, maybe there's something there. I don't think you set out to rip somebody off, but you know, your influence, your influences sort of dictate where you're going to go. Um,
1: for for sure.
3: Yeah. So Um, lawsuits are out there. We're, We're very, uh, strong about getting them checked and then making sure that we're safe, you know, that we haven't stepped on somebody's toes.
1: Yeah. And then even when you're going out to, cause I know you guys have a vast music library and you're getting ready to relaunch even a bigger library. But one of the things that's important is when you, you know, you, you sort of, I don't want to say get what you pay for, but you have to be careful when you're selecting music for something, even off of a library, right? Because somebody else uh, with an associated a non-associated business could be using that same music.
3: Right. It's a, it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword. I mean, so a library is going to save you some money, no doubt, because, you know, you're not, it's not exclusive to you. You, you know, it's there. It, uh, you know, you didn't put 10 composers on it to score to it and stuff. But the problem is, is where else does that piece live? So if you're sort of a high profile company, right. And you have this kind of great reputation, say a bank or, you know, something that, that, that's sort of on the corporate end. If you license a piece of music and that same piece of license, that same piece of music ends up, you know, Mm -hmm. on a bar or a strip club or anything like that. What does that say to your customers, especially if it's a music driven piece that the bank or whatever is using? Um, I think that, you know, a lot of times it's like, Oh great, we can get it for cheaper, but where else does it live? You know, somebody's got to do their homework on that.
1: Yeah. That's that's
3: happened a few times. We've gotten calls for that where it's like, uh, we need help because we got this piece of music and, it's living on these other places and that's not what we want to be associated to.
1: Yeah, for sure man, for sure. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that's interesting about uh sort of I I've, I've watched you guys uh transform um in terms of as you were changing and still adjusting and changing to the to the industry. I mean, it used to be, you know, many of us would do work through these big en- agencies and now uh these these clients are going direct you know they're hiring a lot of us directly when you know we'd have to go through Leo Burnett or one of the big uh agencies to actually get a lot of that work and now they're going direct so we have to we have to sell and connect differently a little bit right. Right. um and and so when i came to you it was like well Dean, I don't know half of the stuff that you're telling me about, but uh, I'm going to trust some trust the system on this. Yeah. And, he, and you know cuz you're like, you know, you're like, yeah, I'll do this. I don't understand half of what uh you know, half of uh you know what we're doing here, but uh, you know, it's like uh you know, so so we you know, what I saw as an opportunity to use what we call social selling or social media to actually go after these clients more directly or to get into that network of business where before we were sort of shielded by the big checkbooks and the big companies of the big agencies and now uh, we wanted we needed to get our name out there and ourself out there so you went through a lot of you know sort of mind shift on that can you share with people just that journey a little bit
3: yeah i you know listen we we um we would go after business the traditional way you know we have sales reps and we would go and, and do screenings and individual meetings and all that kind of thing and you know, ever since really sort of 9-11 and then the technology change and then also a lot of our clients are just so busy. They just don't even have time. They don't you know, they don't answer their phones. They barely can get to their emails and it's not their fault. They're working all the time. Um, so it's like, how, how you know, at, at the time where you sort of came in uh, was perfect timing because I was struggling with the new way to get to get to potential clients. And, um, you know, I, I, I do remember saying to you, I don't get it. I need I, I need to figure out a new way to get us in front of people. I mean, I know we have a great product. I know we have a great company and, and you know, we've worked hard to get here. But if you can't get through it to anybody, then what good is it? So, yeah, it you know, going from the traditional way that we used to get business and, and to grow our business, um, it was almost like perfect timing that, okay well what do you know what are we doing on social media and what are we doing on uh and lately the s e o stuff with you and um you know how can we get in front of people if they're not answering in the traditional ways that we've known it to be
1: yeah and, and- it's it's yeah, and it's interesting. The world is um, still, you know, what's baffling for me is the world is so busy. I don't know, uh, again, if you guys have uh, questions for uh, Greg, just type those in or chime in on what we're talking about here. But the idea is that that people are so busy, it's almost like you feel like they're they're blowing you off. And we actually went through an exercise today. I won't say any names, but it was like we couldn't figure out why somebody wasn't calling us back. So um so so we were so I you know we we were like well let's go look on his social networks maybe there's some clues of what's going on in his life um so that we can understand at least a little more about him how he's wired why maybe he's not calling back and we just found out a lot of cool stuff on facebook about him and things like that so it's 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 interesting though for me to see you as a leader as a ceo sort of understand that, get that, and be willing to do that?
3: Well, I, I, you know, uh, we we have company meetings all the time. And um, I will say that that I have always tried to take chances and and do new things with the company since the day we started. Every time it's like, you know, I need to reinvest into the company. Let's try this. Let's try that. And if it doesn't work, you move on to the next thing. But, yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, we've had success in, in this change, too. Um, I mean, you know, people are, are, they are really, really busy. Like we can't, we can probably get about 10 to 20% of the clients to come over for a recording session. It used to be, they would all come over and if they can't even come over for something that's that fun, you know, that they're that busy.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, so what's your thought, you know, cause you, again, like you've, you've sort of come a long way on this, um, uh. You know, in terms of uh is there is there a specific platform that you find to be have the most impact on your business? Or uh do you think um you know, do you think it's a it's a variety of platforms, sort of now that you're in
3: everything. I mean I think it's everything because not everybody's on everything. And the way we work it, you know, um being out there on top six, eight, ten social media platforms, um because we'll, we'll get one set of clients that are Instagram happy and the next set of clients are uh, only on LinkedIn. And there's a lot that have jumped off of Facebook in the last week or two. So, yep. you know, it's like always changing. Um, and then, you know, and then beyond that is, is you know, the, the, the SEO stuff that, that we've been doing. And so that's been working out well too.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's a little more to that content play that I asked about earlier the press release and SEO thing And I think that helps um, Like I was showing that example of how just posting that article inside LinkedIn It's to get one layer outside of your network where a lot of us live what I call in the inbox So it's like we're posting, you know we're, We're giving all this advice in our inbox and talking with our clients, but it's like we're not we're not telling the world we're not giving the world advice to attract them in. And I think the more we can do that, and that's what was cool. I saw you guys, you were winning, you were winning all kinds of awards and, you know, on these, uh, you know, working on, uh, you know, cause you've worked on some big stuff. You've worked on music commercials. Uh, you've worked on uh, television. I mean, name some of the stuff you guys have worked on. Cause I just think the resume is huge.
3: Yeah. I mean, we've done uh, well over a hundred shows, um, uh, TV shows. Mostly reality, um, and that's a lot of content in those shows. You know, it's like over a hundred cues per show. Um, and, and we're not the only ones working on those shows. There's a ton of people working on them, but we've stayed busy for like eight or nine years now on just the TV shows, and it's growing. We've picked up more and more production companies to work with. Um, you know, it was tough to get into it because we were primarily a, a music house for commercials. But when we started Sonic Sphere, my goal was to become more diverse, to be a music reference or resource for right. much more than just commercials. So yeah, so we've worked on, um, Tony name off a few, will ya? Well, at, apart from TV, you know, he mentioned the audio branding. The
0: cool thing about audio branding is it's not just, uh, with these big ad agencies. That's what you were talking about. Uh, Dean, uh, we're now going directly to client for all kinds of brands. It's not just big, serial companies like it was
3: 30 years ago is right. that you know it's everybody wants their own sounds uh, um, we just got we branded uh, onstar for all the gm um, cars did you so when you hit that button you'll hear the, the you know our branding there um that's uh, cool we just had a meeting uh, uh i can't talk about it because it's an nda but with a, a huge company direct a client um and probably within the next month or so we'll be able to put a press release out on that um so I'd say we're probably at 20 25% direct to client now um wow. and and then ad agencies for commercials and then obviously the TV work comes from production companies um so uh yeah we're pretty diverse that way
1: nice um James asks uh please share the mechanics of uh, the, you know, specific booking of, of services from sales to delivery to maybe even the follow up and relationship. Maybe just give a highlight of sort of your approach on, you know, how do you go after business? I thought that was fascinating once I learned about it too, by the way. I know it's something you guys do every day, but people are like, how do they go about that business? You know,
3: Yeah, how do I put that into, uh, you know, how do I put a two-hour thing into one minute? Um, Or a couple minutes.
0: If it's television or if it's... It depends on which which one it is. Is it
3: branding, TV, commercials, educational Uh, programs? So let's just grab, uh, you know, bottom line is we got to get ourselves in front of them somehow, whether it's our sales or our social media or both, um, or, you know, we work the ecosystem that we call it. And then when we finally get in, we do our presentation. You know, you, you need to build... Trust. Yeah, that's the big thing. And so, you know, they need to know they're working with a legit company that's going to do them right, that's going to, you know, we don't sit there nickel and dime and go, oh, no, you you know, that wasn't part of the budget. We take it from start to finish and we make it right. Um, So we build relationships, we build trust. Finally, we get a shot at something. We usually have to demo first, at least some show them something Um, again. Trust, right? They gotta hear it, see it, that kind of thing. And then we get a shot at it, and um, we'll put uh, the people that we think from our company are best for it. So certain composers, certain sound designers, whatever. uh, We go and do a presentation. Usually there's two or three favorites. We'll work on all those, tweak those, get those down to the favorite, go to the client. Client has comments, revise again. I mean, the thing about music is it's very, very subjective. Everybody thinks they know music. Right. I mean, I can't tell you how to color correct something, but somebody will tell me how to do music. Right. Um, so, uh, and then finally, you know, we get to a point of going final or, or going to air or whatever term everybody, you know, everybody uses a different term. Um, and then, uh, then we make it air quality. You know, so we go back, we re-listen, make sure we want it to sound as good as a record or whatever we're trying to accomplish, and then we send it off to the sky. There it is in one minute or a minute. There it
1: is. That was awesome. We should do that. We should we should take that video clip, Jackson, and save that for Greg so he can go. This is how we do it. (laughs) Um, You know what's interesting? It's funny you said that because I think we all experience that at a certain level. Is when uh doesn't it just drive you crazy? Uh, we go through this on campaigns and stuff where people are like they're they're helping you correct ad adver- you know for us it's advertising you know and so or in our press releases and we're like, no, we want you to say this, and we're like, well, okay, but nobody's gonna click on it, so music has to be the same thing. you know what's good because you've written you know, a million hours of music combined in the company. And yet you've got somebody that are going, no, I don't like the tone of that. And you're like, oh my God, you're, you know, and they change it, but they're not speaking to the audience. So how, how do you shift people off of that?
3: Well, it's not that I shift them off. I, I think in the early days you took it, you took it personally, right? Somebody's kind of yeah. beaten up the thing that you did. Right. And, and then as time goes on, you start to realize, first of all, it's not even your piece, it's theirs. They hired you for it. True. It's for their brand right? You have to make sure that they're comfortable. If there's something I totally disagree with, I'll say, listen, here's why I think it doesn't work that way. But I think that, you know, you sort of take that input and you go, okay, let, let me let me think about it. Maybe we'll have a couple meetings amongst, uh, you know, two or three of our composers and we'll sort of figure out, okay, well, what can we give them as an alternative that doesn't sacrifice what we're trying to do? And I think that, that's what we, uh, we've we kind of come down to, uh, especially in a subjective industry, as as music is.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> Jimmy Jimmy asks, uh, just uh, favorite royalty-free music bed sources. Is that like libraries? Is that uh, what you might be asking about? Well, I would say that, that Sonic Spheres is the best.
3: Well, uh, there was a free word. What was the free?
1: Yeah. Oh, free. Uh, royalty-free. Free.
3: Yeah, I know. Uh, we're we're that's like to us that's that's the antichrist. You know? <laughs> uh, that you know the the devaluation of music is bad enough, and then to put music up there for so little money, you know you have starving artists out there, and right. uh, it's like artwork. You know, it's like you pay for artwork, you pay for music. You should at least. Right. So we're not big fans of the of the low. You know, you also get what you pay for. A lot of those libraries, it's not great work. So, um, yeah, we're not fans of royalty, cheap, cheap music. Um, So, and honestly, I don't even keep count. I I don't even keep score of what they are because that's, to me, in a playground I don't want to be in. Yeah, makes
1: total sense. Um, Kathy asks, for a one five-person small business, how is it best to purchase music for either, you know, the company or, or to put on the uh, website? You know, what's the best what's the best way to do it? Just uh, contact contact you guys, contact somebody because that might be too small, right? If or or maybe uh, access to your library is probably the best way, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, there's other libraries out there. Um, it, as you can see, the conversations now go on to libraries because it's a big part of the world now. Um, There's a bunch of libraries out there. I actually think it's pretty saturated. Um, But I I think, you know, it sort of depends on what you have. But now you're working with budgets, right? So most people know what they have to spend on music. And you can sort of go after some of the music libraries and say, you know, there's two ways. You can contact them directly or you can search yourself first um, and tell them how much money you've got. Hey, you know, I'm I'm stuck with this budget of you know whatever a thousand dollars for six months. Is that doable? And you know, right. all of us will tell you yes or no. Right. Um, so some of the big libraries that have got forty, fifty thousand tracks, those people, uh, those people license all day at at low fees. That's volume for them.
1: Yeah, and and my, what drives me crazy though is like you know, I like to. You know, I I like to have someone that's professional help me make a decision, you know, so that's the I think that's the tough part is like if I start getting into, you know, I'm going to probably lose five hours of my life if I try to even think about going into one of those libraries on my own. You know, number one, you know, I know what I know and I know what I don't know. But if I'm picking music for a certain thing, like, uh, you know, an ad that we're doing or something like that, I need some guidance on that because, you know, like I said, you know, you guys know the music that makes somebody hungry, that makes somebody want to do something. You know, we know the words, but we don't know the music,
2: so. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, we do, uh, you got to remember, we're at a, a certain level where our libraries not even, for the most part, it's really not out there. I mean, we're redoing it. We're in the process of redoing it, which is a major undertaking um, because we have so many tracks, um, but uh, we do custom search for clients, you know, when they don't know what to do, or they need help, or they want an opinion from people that have put music against film for years and years and, and the right music. Um, I, I've seen people make a mistake and say, well, we like that that track that sounds like X and we just saw them at, you know, some club. And that, that's not the right decision to make when you're sitting there going, what's gonna complement the, the, the idea? What's gonna complement the film? What track isn't going to fight a voiceover? You know, right. voiceovers, they're in a certain EQ band. Some tracks will fight that, and then you'll just sit there and bury the music anyway. Why buy it?
1: Right. That's cr- <laughs> so, yeah, right. That's crazy.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we, uh, 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 we've been very fortunate to work on a lot of the Ford stuff where Dennis Leary is the voiceover, and he has such a harsh voice that... You know, it's taken it's taken us a while to find the right EQ and bandwidth to write music against his voice. At the end of the day, he's the guy that has to be heard. We're just the support system.
1: Right. That's So,
3: yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot that goes into picking the right piece of music.
1: Right. So in the uh, in the music world, I'm sure you've got you've come across some crazy things that have happened over the years. what's some of the crazy things that have happened, or wild things, or just you know?
3: Uh, well, things? I mean, <laughs> there's some <laughs> things we're not going to talk about. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> it is the music business after all. Yeah. Um, no, we've done. You know, listen, we've been fortunate to work with some great musicians, some great composers, um, that will that that right and you know these days you're programming you know or or some people what do other people call it other than programming you know you're composing on a computer now right um, you know you've got great sounds and some of our composers have sent in some tracks where I'm like the, I wouldn't be able to tell that that's like I mean unbelievable string pieces and you know even rock tracks where you know technology has good or bad Replaced uh, certain instruments, you know. And if we're budget challenged, we have to do that. Um, but we've had some some amazing sessions with live guys um, everywhere: L.A., New York, um, you know, Florida, wherever. Um, you get to work with some famous people every once in a while. That's get, fun too. Yeah, you get to work with some famous people once in a while. You know, if the budget allows. Um, and you probably heard me say budget two or three times because that's one. That's a big thing. Right. Um, you know. Listen, we we um, we have also seen things go sour where you know it's musicians they're temperamental and people have walked out of sessions Uh, and then you're sitting there with your clients sitting behind you going "Uh, okay so quick fix (laughs)
1: let's pull this back together Tony Tony grab the guitar
3: (laughs) yeah yeah so uh, uh, yeah we've seen we've seen good and bad in the, in the industry, you know, um, I've also seen, uh, weirdly studio recording studios were kind of dying off because, you know, technology was allowing people to work in their homes and just record. And we've seen lately, I don't know why there's been, um, more studios being built. Um, the (laughs) rates are lower. They have to keep their overhead lower. But it's it you know to me it's really great that um, suddenly there's like this resurgence of recording studios being built and people recording and um, I, I think it's great you know I, I mean everything's sort of cyclical right so uh, hopefully you know the the value of music will get better as as time goes on and and I've seen a lot of people all, also leave the business right Uh um, yeah, um, but you know like. <clears throat> If you're good and you work hard enough, you can still stay at it.
1: And we're fortunate to be able to do that. Yeah, for sure. No, you guys are good at what you do too. So um, James is saying, who, do, "Who is there any trend or do you see any, who's spending big money on music right now?
3: That's a great question. Um, it seems like the trend to license bands has been strong for a while and it's continually going. And that's where a lot of money goes. We may get a $30,000 budget for something and they may say, well, we can sign, you know, some band for 300000 And suddenly the 300000 is there, but it wasn't there for the other stuff. Ah, okay. Pharmaceuticals are the ones who still spend a lot on original music. Pharmaceuticals still spend a lot of money on, on music, as Tony's saying. Um, Just because they don't want to get sued because...
1: Oh, yeah. They have to be so careful. They have enough enough lawsuits going on.
3: Um, There's still a lot, a lot, a lot of original music in TV. So that's why we've been fortunate to get into TV. For commercials, you know, it's taken a big bite out of the pie, the licensing. Um, It's still there. Custom music's still there. Um, And if it doesn't, if it doesn't, if it's not custom and we can't write for it, then we talk about the library. And if it's not the library, then usually they're licensing
1: a band right for sure interesting all right and this is uh this is sort of a a personal interest question but what is your least favorite instrument
3: Wow. (laughs) Uh, um, wow anything that i can't get in tune
1: so <laughs> Jackson's guitar in his bedroom. I always tell. Him. Yeah, it's so frustrating, <laughs> like, man. With this guitar, I can't get it in tune.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh my, oh my god, I can't. I, it, you know, and my my patience goes uh, is getting thinner and thinner. I mean, you know, listen, like you know, sometimes we we will pull out a recorder or something, even just like you know, kind of like almost kiddish if it's a comedy thing or a quirky thing, and it's great. The sound is great, but it just doesn't have enough of the, the right tone. And right, you know, right. you're sitting there in like Melodyne or, or auto tune trying to fix this instrument, and that's where I that's probably where I, I say, Oh my god, I can't take it, you know, um, <laughs> right? But I don't know that there's an instrument that I go, I can't stand because you know, um, I don't know, yeah, do they've, really? all got, they've all got their time in place, yeah. People,
1: people were guessing either accordion or electric triangle, those two came into. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> We've used a fair amount of accordion in, in like, uh, Americana kind of tracks, country tracks, uh, you know, Italian sort of if you want to be, you know, pigeonhole, like, certain certain styles where we're writing for a restaurant or wherever. And, um, you know, we we don't – we like the accordion. It has a different sound to it. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Triangles can get irritating.
1: Is cowbell considered an instrument? Yeah, cowbell More is, cowbell. Please. More cowbell.
3: And actually, we did use a lot of cowbell last week on a, on a new show with 70s music. We had a whole lot of cowbell going on. I just bought a new cowbell last week. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's coming back, man. The cowbell is coming back.
1: Jackson cue up the cowbell script. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, listen, it's, it's been a pleasure having you on, hang on with us for a minute. We're going to announce the, the winner. And, um, real quick, I have a quick uh, polling question. Um, I'm going to ask everybody that's on, uh, are you a business influencer and then we're going to bring, uh, Kate and, uh, Jackson back on here. And then we'll talk about our guest, uh, next uh for next week's episode is michael angelo caruso he's a world-class speaker travels gets paid for keynote speaking and everything else and uh he's really a great motivational speaker so if you want some good motivation and some good business sense around sales uh how to close more sales and things like that we want to make sure that everybody is uh tuned in for that one and um 40 of you said you're not sure if you're a business influencer so I want you to remember, just like Greg changed his mindset, each and every one of you truly are an influencer. So we wanna make sure that you know that, you believe in yourself on that, and, and step into the potential for you to take your influence to the next level, and you can take it one step at a time. So that could be the easy content pieces. Greg, you shifted your influence of the entire company by being a great leader, leading by example, I still think you post and interact more than the team, but we score that on a weekly basis with the whole team and and greg 's like well i 'm doing it, so like you know it's he 's not afraid to step in and and do it you know and and be part of that yeah. so uh, what we want um, what we want you to do is uh, everybody type in here for a minute, and then we 're going to announce our winner so what 's one thing that you learned today one thing, one nugget that you got? you've learned and you're gonna put it into action today. Type that in now. So we want to make sure that everybody types that in and then we're gonna put uh, uh, Greg's uh, company brand up here that you can follow uh, their social media post at Sonicsphere Inc. So make sure you see that, make note of that, and, and follow that. So one of the big things is trust that what you said Greg was trust is critical. So. Uh, So uh, a couple of one things coming in. Yeah, so think about music for my business. Uh, Go to social media. Um, Yep, and uh, yeah, go to social media info. Uh, The music industry is like the photo and images library. So some people are in photography here and things like that. So they're relating to what you said about the music business. So super cool, super cool stuff. All right, so with that being said, oh, Consultant Trust, that was another one. Continue to get more articles published on LinkedIn uh, and, uh, try press releases and, uh, really take it to the next level. Okay. So for our winner today, Jackson, who's our winner today?
0: Our winner today is James Gustin.
1: Oh my gosh, James, (laughs) you were on fire in here. You must've been so plugged in. I've never seen you sit still this long in my life. I've known you forever. So it's, uh, (laughs) this is, this is his
0: thing though. He loves music. You know what I mean? That's, (laughs) I mean, that's what his stuff is. He's, Doing the DJ thing and everything, so yeah,
1: right. So he's plugged in. So yeah, Um, all right. So what I say is that uh, because you're uh, also social selling, is you use that. We always say use something that you learned here. Uh, Apply that Starbucks gift card that you're going to get, and and meet with somebody that you learned through social selling. So James, I think this is a good opportunity for you to have appointment with Greg Allen and see how you guys can partner. So that's what I think. That's I'm just going to put that suggestion out there. And then he'll—he's got—he's got the Starbucks on him, Greg. Just so you know. Yeah. Good. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, listen. Thanks for being on, Greg. Thank you so much, Tony. Thanks for that intro. Do we have an outro back there, or Get your is that? Right, out,
3: yeah, boys. Here we go. And a one and a
1: two and a one. Us out. Mm-hmm. all right thanks everybody we'll see you online that's the best outro we've ever had thank you (laughs) (laughs) we'll see you (laughs) take care all
3: right thank you